Hi, this is Michael Castier, host worship director at Trinity Grace Church Park Slope. And what you're about to hear is a pretty raw recording of a conversation I had with our executive pastor, Josh Staten, about the journey our church is on regarding our shared spiritual practices. It's a really raw recording. It's a Zoom recording. And you know exactly what that means in 2020. So we invite you to listen and consider what practices God might be calling you to adopt as you journey on this summer in the way of Jesus Christ. Hey, Josh. Hey, Michael. Good to talk to you via Zoom. As is our custom, we're talking on a very stormy uh, Friday afternoon. It's good to good to chat with you. It's funny, we're um, probably, what, 400 feet from each other right now? <laughs> yeah. Something. <laughs> For those that don't know, we live down the block from each other. But it's as great. you said, this is, this is how we interact right now. Amazing. Uh, well, a little word about what we're doing here. Uh, we're, we're having the first of what hopefully is a few uh, conversations about what are we doing with the summer? It just kind of feels like this time, even in normal circumstances where um, routine can kind of get away from you, and all the more in a year like this one where who knows what's coming next. Uh, but we had, we've been having conversations about how do we how do we become intentional in this moment about our core values of presence formation and love how are we becoming more like jesus um and armstead and and caleb put together these great uh, this great guide uh this practices guide on our website it's tgcparkslope.com grow and it's this great guide about how to make um a, a summer practices list or a rule of life if you like that language and you were so gracious, you made one, you shared it with me, and I just thought it'd be helpful for our church to just kind of chat through it and hear about how you came up with the practices you came up with um, and just see what we can learn from, well, from you. No, I think it's, um, you know, as a team, we've, uh, a few of us have shared, you know, our plans with one another as we've been, as we've been discerning them and, um, and I don't know, I think it's just helpful and kind of stirs the imagination to hear um, how other people are approaching this. And so I think that's definitely the spirit, um, you know, yeah. in which we're, we're doing this is just trying to, um, you know, trying to help uh, one another uh, to uh, have an idea of, you know, what it might look like to discern uh, a practices plan like this. So, okay, so I, I know that we have the guide on the website, but just walk me through it. Like, how did you make this um, this list? And I'm, I'm curious, like, did you do it in one sitting? Did you do it over the course of, of like a few days? Like, how did, you, how did you practically sit down and do this? Yeah, so um, I actually did, I didn't do it all in one sitting. I, um, I think I had three different um, days that I, I sort of came back to it and I found the guide that you referenced, uh, the practices one uh, at tgcparkslope.com grow, very helpful. There were a lot of uh, questions to sort of uh, diagnose, um, uh, you know, not only uh, the particular practices that um, uh, you know, that you resonate most with when it comes to presence, formation, and love, but just the stage of life that you're in and the particular circumstances of your life, which 
uh, may be very different in this time than, um, uh, than pretty much any other time. And so um, I found the questions very helpful and uh, just each time I sat down, I, I took a moment to pray and just to acknowledge that um, God wants nothing more for me than uh, that I live, uh, uh, you know, an abiding uh, yeah. life with Him. That um, hmm. uh, that I grow as a follower of Jesus, and so just uh, just inviting His help, you know, as uh, and the help of the Holy Spirit as I uh, discerned what that looked like in this season. Yeah, and and so did you. Did you like weave this into your normal morning prayer time or did you kind of like set aside separate time to make this thing? I actually did sort of weave it in because uh, I just find that uh, the morning is the best best time for me to, um, you know, to think deeply about this sort of thing uh, before I've gotten into, you know, all the other issues of the day. And so... Yeah, I sort of did my normal practice of reading and prayer, and then um, and then I pulled the guide out and um, just a note on my phone where I was, um, yeah. you know, jotting ideas and, and spent some time on it. So for someone who's listening to us, um, if you can't see the visual, Josh has, um, a, you know, a bullet, bullet points under presence, bullet po- points under formation, bullet points under love, um, and just a few practices. And what... We'll post this on our website and maybe even in, in the notes to this podcast if we can get our act together, figure out how to do that. Um, I'm just, I just want to dive in on a couple of these practices um, because I'm so curious like what, what led you to them. Um, I'm looking particularly under presence. You, you say, be intentional about praying with friends in the moment on phone, Zoom, or street. Like what, what led you to making that a practice for you? Yeah, so... You know, Michael, you'll remember that uh, that Jess, my wife, she started uh, 2020 with a deep conviction about this being a year for our church to practice the presence of God together, and um, I've just been remembering that. Man, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy I remember to think back to the beginnings of 2020. Oh, yeah. Man. Some of us had lunch together on on New Year's Day and just had a had a prayer time and um yeah it just feels like years ago um but uh but yeah I've just been remembering that lately and and having this sort of growing uh determination just to you know continue to to wait on the Lord and and Mm. expect him to speak to us for one another um to meet us powerfully by his spirit when we pray you know with and and over each other even when our prayer has to be over the phone or on zoom or uh, whatever so um, it's a really simple thing I just found myself a lot of times you know in phone conversations telling people like oh yeah I'll pray for you I'll pray for Mm -hmm. you know that that need that you're telling me about or whatever and um, just been trying to simply take the time in the moment to pray and expect God to, um, to show up and to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like so many conversations these days are about such heavy things. And I I love that particular practice that you listed because it can be so easy to just dwell in the heavy and then 
and then be like, okay, bye, have a good day. And it's <laughs> yeah. just like, well, we, we have other options. We can pray. And that's so good that's right. to conceive of it as a practice. I loved that. Um, also loved um, the family Sabbath night. We don't necessarily need to get into it just for the sake of time, but man, I think that's so great the way that you've conceived of these practices, not just as something for yourself, but for your whole family. Um, and to that end, one of the ones, maybe the one that stuck out to me the most on your whole list was under formation. You say sacred pathways with Ruthie, who's your, is she nine, nine-year-old daughter, eight-year-old daughter? Eight. Ah, I feel bad. Yeah. Eight-year-old, sorry. I should have known that. Um, so she's your eight, eight-year-old daughter. And, and so, so, so sacred pathways is a, a book, right? Can you say a little bit about what, what you're going with there? Yeah, so um, it is a book um, by Gary Thomas, and um, it talks about, you know, the, uh, the many different ways in which people uh, connect with God and, and have an experience uh, of drawing near to Him, and um, he lays out nine uh, distinct pathways. And um, it's really helpful because I think sometimes... Um, we can think uh, of, you know, maybe just two or three activities that are part of like, um, you know, a traditional devotional life, depending on what, what tradition you came up in. And, um, and some people, I think, um, uh, they maybe have a harder time um, with just being limited to those, those practices um, when uh, we know, you know, that uh, in, you know, the history of our, our faith, um, down through the centuries, there have been, uh, numerous, you know, really life-giving, uh, expressions of, um, of, uh, ways that people pursue God and, um, and, uh, experience His presence. And so, yeah, for Ruthie, our oldest, um, you know, there have been times that she has, um, expressed, you know, sort of a disappointment of feeling like, you know, maybe she's not experiencing God in the same way that, mm. you know, somebody else is, like, through a particular um, practice. Wow. And, um, yeah. So, as Jess mm. and I were talking about, you know, how to navigate that, we just mm. thought it would be beautiful to expose her uh, to, you know, a wider um, uh breadth of, of spiritual practices that um, that help to guide people with different temperaments into experiences with God. And so, you know, whether it's going to Prospect Park and uh, just consciously enjoying God's creation um, and huh. doing that, you know, aware of aware of His presence and um, and you know uh, consciously before Him or if it's caring for other people who, who bear the image of God, you know, as um, doing that as an act of love and, and worship, um, or if it's practicing, you know, sort of contemplative or imaginative prayer, you know, these are some of the things that um, we're just excited to kind of explore with her, and I think it'll be life-giving for, for us as well in our own, um, in our own walks with God. Wow. Yeah, I mean, wow, I feel like there's a podcast worth of follow-up questions I could ask about that. I mean, I just think you mentioned imaginative prayer, um, 
you know, other, other ways of engaging kids in spiritual practices, man, that is so, so beautiful. Um, we'll have to leave that for another day, but I think, man, especially right now where <laughs> we have so much time with our kids. I mean, they're just home and yeah. as great as, as, as hard, let me, let me take the other way, as hard as that is, um, there's also this really unique time, this, this really unique opportunity for us to shape them. And um, I love that idea of just you walking with Ruthie and talking about experiencing God in a tree or, or experiencing God at the beach. That's, that's awesome, man. I'm sure she'll cherish that for, a, for her whole life. Um, so, so walking forward in your list to the, to the section on love, um, I just had a quick question. I, I want to ask you about some of the other stuff, but I had a quick question about, um, you say work through intercessory prayer list on bike rides. And I, you know, I don't know about anybody else listening, but I, I am so curious how other people pray. And particularly you say you have a list. So I'm curious, do you actually have a physical list of, um, things you're praying for? And if so, where do you, you where do you keep it? How do you, how do you keep track of it? Yeah, I um, I know there are a lot of great apps out there, and I've even tried a couple of them over the years, and I don't know why I haven't stuck with one, but I just use, you know, Apple Notes on my phone, um, which I mm-hmm. use for so many things. But, um, but yeah, I just try to keep a list, you know, when someone shares, uh, you know, a prayer need with me, and I say, yeah, I'll pray for you. I want to, you know, I want to leave myself a reminder, obviously, to follow through with that. And, um and yeah, you know, I've I've had different times in my in my day or in my week that um, I I try to practice intercessory prayer. But it's been an interesting experience. Um, I was never, you know, I've never had a bike as an adult, or uh, I wasn't a big bike rider before um, the pandemic. But uh, I had a friend loan me uh, a bike uh, a couple months ago, and um, it's been so life-giving to, you know, to have that way to exercise. Um, in this time, I just ride up to the park and do a few loops, and and I sort of stumbled into this idea because what I realized, you know, once I start riding, because I'll, I'm doing it for exercise, so like I'll, I'll ride fast, and um, I can't like change what I'm listening to, you know, during the mm-hmm. ride without having to like stop and. Um, so once I'm riding, I'm just kind of like, you know, in my thoughts most of the time. And, um, and what I found kept happening is like when I was riding, God would bring, you know, a person to mind, uh, that, um, you know, that I should pray for. And, um, so yeah, I just thought, um, I'm not going to be able to take my phone out, you know, throughout the ride and like, um, keep uh, reviewing the list, but I thought, um, maybe if just before I start a ride, I open up, um, the prayer list and, uh, just kind of scan down it. And then, uh, as I spend that time, um, I'll already have, you know, several people and, and situations in mind. Um, I think that's so good. I, I feel like you're, you're not only talking about what you're going to do but where you're going to do it or maybe when you're going to do it and I feel like you know the whole point of this conversation is how do we make this stuff as practical as possible how do we learn from each other about 
how to make these things work. And um, I'm sure many of the folks listening have, have read all of the great research on habits and habit forming. And it seems like the more concrete, the more tied into life these habits are, the more that they stick and then the more that they form us. And as the, in terms of the things we're talking about, the more they make us like Jesus. And um, I love that of having not a prayer closet, but like a, a, a prayer bike route or something. That's, that's great. I think that's very, um, people can work with that. I feel like that's really great. Um, well, as we look towards wrapping things up, I, I wanted to hit the last um, bullet point that you put under love of, of reading three books on racial justice and then processing them in community. And obviously there's so much going on in the world right now. And, and I totally understand the impulse to, to learn and, and to read these books. But what I actually wanted to ask you about was what, is, what does that look like for you right now to process a book in community? I mean, some, some of these um, disciplines, some of these practices are going to be private, just you and yourself, but how, how does that look right now for you to uh, do anything in community for that matter? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's actually, I've been, um, I've been pretty convicted um, about this because I've, you know, I've read a number of books uh, on racial reconciliation and racial justice over the years, but as I've reflected, you know, in this time, I've realized that other than, you know, really moving my heart and hopefully making me more aware and, and empathetic, I don't think that just learning, like, privately has made a consistent enough difference in how I'm actually living my life day to day, the relationships I'm choosing to pursue, the issues I'm really involving myself in. And, you know, as a person who benefits from white privilege, it's far too easy to sort of unconsciously set this work aside and between, you know, headlines and, and cultural flashpoints. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that that step of processing you know what i'm learning um is with other people is, is crucial as you try to work out you know how is god calling each of us to act and to to change the way we show up in the world for the sake of loving our neighbors and and joining god in the renewal of all things and so i'm just sort of uh trying to start this now but um you know just talking to friends about about what I'm reading and and um, and how I'm reflecting on it and um, asking you know uh, my friends who are people of color to tell me more about um, about their experiences and um, and yeah just ultimately um, working toward uh, uh, how do I apply you know the things that I'm learning um, to um, yeah, to the way I'm living my life in a way that mm -hmm. feels, uh, that feels like love to, um, my friends and neighbors that are, um, that are different than me. Well, I mean, I expect book reports, Josh, if, uh, if you're going to process <laughs> in community, then you need to go all the way. And it seems like the ultimate goal should be a book report. Oh, wow. Well, Josh, I, I feel like we could just dive in for hours on so many of these. I mean, we didn't even really get to talk about um, 
you know, reading and reflecting on scripture, you know, prayer and worship before checking the news, which are all so important. And I'm sure that they're sure they're shaping you in so many important ways. Um, but I think, I think this has been really helpful for me and I hope it's been helpful for, for the folks listening just to, to hear how, how somebody else is thinking about being shaped by God right now and taking this moment of the summer and being intentional with it. Uh, I wonder, do you have any other closing or parting thoughts or encouragements for folks who have no clue where to start with something like this? Yeah, you know, just um, like we said at the top, I think um, I think the Practices Guide, you know, is... Um, is a great resource that can give people handles um, as they try to think about this, and um, and I think, you know, um, I'm I'm like a goal setter. I'm somebody that you know um, uh, you know can have high aspirations uh, around a lot of things, but I think that uh, this is definitely something that um, uh, you know actually. Um, actually just moving forward is, is more important than perfection. And we're all, um, you know, we're all in a very strange, uh, season at the moment. And so, um, I think just giving ourselves permission that, you know, to, to try things and to know that, um, Hey, we may have to come back and tinker with this, you know, like a few times or, or as we move into different seasons, but, um, but this is, you know, um, what we've been invited to, to practice the way of Jesus, you know, to incarnate our, uh, our faith in in meaningful ways in our, you know, in our daily lives. And, um, there's so much life in it, you know, like God, mm. um, is so gracious, uh, to meet us as we, um, uh, as we step into these things. And so, um, I, I would just encourage, uh, everyone to give it a try, you know, like talk, uh, talk to one another. Um, I know as a, as a team, we'd love to support anybody who's, um, yeah, uh, who's wanting to work on a plan. So if you would like, um, you know, a leader from the church to, uh, to jump on a call with you and, and just, um, uh, you know, help, uh, walk with you as you think through it, then send an email to care at trinitygracechurch.com and uh, we'd love to do that. Yeah, that is great. Uh, I, I just am so thankful that, that you were vulnerable and sharing with us, you know, kind of your thought process. And again, I think it's a wonderful opportunity. This upheaval in the world is, is in some ways, it's just a ripe opportunity for us to um, to rethink the habits and practices of our life. So thank you for your time, sir. Again, if you have any thoughts or questions, care at trinitygracechurch.com. The guide is at tgcparkslope.com slash grow. If you have any theological objections, email me at caleb at trinitygracechurch.com. <laughs> thank you all. Hope you all are well. And hopefully we'll have more conversations for you in the future. Take care.